You're listening to the Public Meetings Report from Signal Cleveland, Cleveland Documenters, and WOVU 95.9 FM. A rundown of what happened in local government meetings here in Greater Cleveland. I'm Lawrence Caswell. The Public Meetings Report is based on the work of Cleveland Documenters, residents just like you who are trained and paid to document these meetings for the public. On Wednesday, September 27th, Cleveland City Council's Safety Committee proposed stricter punishment for parents of children who violate the city's youth curfew. The council voted to approve this measure at their regular meeting on Monday, October 2nd. Under the new law, tickets for breaking curfew carry higher fines and the possibility of jail time. For a first offense, a judge could send a parent or guardian to jail for up to 30 days and fine them up to $150. For repeat offenses, the risk of jail time increases up to 60 days and up to $500 in fines. Ward 7 Cleveland City Council member Stephanie House-Jones made a change to the legislation that also requires an assessment of the issue that led to the curfew violation and gives the court the option to order the family to participate in support programs. Also on Wednesday, September 27th, Cleveland's Community Police Commission created a new committee to find and hire an attorney to represent them in a dispute with Cleveland Mayor Justin Bibbs' administration over the selection of an executive director. During the meeting, Commissioner Terry Wang made a motion to establish that a conflict of interest with the mayor exists, to engage an outside lawyer at the city's expense, and to create a committee to find and recommend an outside lawyer. Commissioner Kate Kennedy, among others, expressed concerns about Wang's motion. I think it's pretty clear that the ad hoc committee, um, that seeing a dele delegate to an ad hoc committee consisting of uh, commissioners early than Lear and Wong with additional assistance from Donalds and the authority to seek out and review. That's already happened, and I'm also not clear that that's within the rules either. So I think that there are flags on each and every point in this motion, and it's something for all of us to consider. Wang's motion passed by one vote. Young people from the St. Luke's Boys and Girls Clubs of Cleveland, where the Community Police Commission meeting was held, used the public comment period of the meeting to let commissioners know how they could better engage with youth. One attendee told commissioners that youth don't often attend meetings like this one, and he asked them to do more to inform and engage with young people. And um, I also think it's important for you guys, all 13 of you, to get to know the community and, you know, students and stuff too, because it allows them to, you know, know what, how the process works, what they're doing, and, um, you know, just get to talk to you guys in general. On Monday, October 2nd, Cleveland City Council approved $3.5 million to make repairs and upgrades to two Cleveland police helicopters. Ward 17 Council Member Charles Slife was the only council member to vote against the legislation. Cleveland City Council also said they're considering changes to public comment rules after anti-Semitic and anti-LGBT statements were made in a recent meeting. Ward 15 Council Member Jenny Spencer suggested taking a look at the rules to prevent future incidents. I know we cannot infringe free speech, but I think two and a half years in, I think uh, we can consider taking a fresh look at our rules and incur ensure that they are welcoming to the very people we absolutely do want to hear from who are the residents of Cleveland we serve day in and day out. Cleveland City Council members said they do not want to end public comment at council meetings. And Council President Blaine Griffin said he met with attorneys to find the best path forward to ensure no one is discriminated against during public comment at Cleveland City Council. On Tuesday, October 3rd, Cuyahoga County Council's Public Safety and Justice Affairs Committee heard from Cuyahoga County Council member Michael Gallagher that the Cuyahoga County Diversion Center is not being used as intended. Gallagher took issue with how seldom law enforcement agencies refer people to the Diversion Center. It's, it's not doing what we wanted to do specifically with jail population. Uh, there has to be more collaborative with the police departments, which we really don't have. 
Uh, and in a desperate attempt to bump up the numbers, we opened it up to anybody and their brother that wanted to come in, which wasn't its intended purpose, uh, which is fine when you're when you're affording people a place to go. But, you know, I personally think that we, we jumped the gun here. This has been the weekly public meetings report from Signal Cleveland, Cleveland Documenters, and WOVU 95.9 FM. The documenters whose work contributed to this episode are Barbara Phipps, Jada Hobson, Karima McCree-Wilson, Dean Jackson, Lakeisha Smith, and Alicia Moreland. Their work has been compiled this week by Signal Cleveland's Doug Rilpatorek, Anastasia Vanisco, and Dakota Kennedy. The Public Meetings Report is produced by Jennifer Harding-Gosnell. In the notes for this episode, you can find links to how to become a documenter yourself, as well as links to further reporting, resources, and meeting recordings. Find our show notes at signalcleveland.org slash onair and click the link for this week's public meetings report. That's signalcleveland.org slash onair. And of course, find all of our meeting coverage, local news, civic explainers, and more at signalcleveland.org. The public meetings report is produced by Signal Cleveland and Cleveland Documenters in partnership with WOVU 95.9 FM. Our voice is united, a Burton Bell Car community radio station. I'm Lawrence Caswell. Talk to you next time.